It's August 3rd, 2013, and this is day number 7. Welcome back to the Tucson Ragers podcast. Uh, we're coming from our new hotel room, the Ramada Inn in Mountain View, California. Coming. Yeah. We're, uh, we're just north of uh, Santa Clara and San Jose, a little south of Palo Alto. We didn't make it all the way into the Bay Area yet. We're staying here. It's a little cheaper, and uh, we'll be staying at a hotel in the Bay Area uh, tomorrow and Monday night. i uh, got two games to check out. Uh, but we got a big Raging Waters review. Uh, for today, we we went there yesterday, spent like nine hours at the park. I think everyone had a pretty good time. Yeah, hard not to have a good time in a water park, in my opinion. Uh, we got there pretty early, bright and early, even too early probably, and got in right uh right at the beginning. So, unfortunately, we weren't able to uh, get on a a slide until yeah. 10. We got we got pretty cock blocked by the. Uh, by the uh, little lifeguard guy who wouldn't let us get on the first slide uh, until um, oh yeah, I forgot about that. ten Fuck after. It. Everyone was just kind of standing around. I'm really sorry that I blocked your cock. Yeah, he wasn't sorry at all though. Yeah, he, uh, he just was being a dick about it. Uh, this is gonna be. Uh, he, had I, power, he had a power trip. Yeah, power trip. and he wasn't the only one. All oh, sir, long. please stand aside. You can't get on the slide right now. Stand behind the yellow line. You. Stand behind the yellow line. <laughs> like, you, you tiptoe to where on, literally only your toes are on the line. And they won't... You're talking about the dude on you. the blue one. I'm talking about... This happened multiple times. Oh, really? The blue one, the guy was... Yeah, that dude had a power trip, too. We'd been on the slide already. He just saw us not two minutes beforehand. Yeah. And just... Being a dick. What I mean, I had an awesome time, but my biggest complaint were that the lifeguards were just terrible. And I know it's a water park. I know they hate their lives for being there. Yeah, dude, did a single one of them look happy? No. <laughs> As, uh, no one Except happy. the guy that was splashing people. Uh, no, he didn't even look happy. He was pissed off while he was doing it. He was like, yeah, no, I think he was just trying to look cool. I just think he was some Cali kid trying to look cool. That could be. That's what it seems. He's about 17. I think he was just trying to look didn't hear any of them telling people not to run on the deck, though. Yeah, I was surprised about that. Yeah, they, that they just, I didn't see too much running, about that. But I, it felt like they just didn't care about doing their job well. I mean, and obviously... That's definitely true. I mean, several instances were basically going on and on and on while waiting in the line about how they could improve their efficiency. Yeah, we, we stood in line for some rides that it easily could have gone at least twice as fast. And it just seemed that, like the park in general, not even just the lifeguards, just didn't care. You know, there, there was the instance where we stood in line for like 45 minutes because there was only two rafts. You know, and, and yeah, they could have been going probably three times as fast on that ride. It was I, ridiculous. But then two minutes after we get off that ride, we have to immediately go and try to shut it down to find the key. Yeah, yeah we, had a, we had a little accident say. there. We, uh, we lost, we had, we had one car key. That was the only thing we took in. I, I thought the way we did it, leaving the cooler and stuff in the car, that we got there early enough say. to be parked right there. Everything right we did on our part, I thought we did really well. We got there early, we made sandwiches, we had the cooler like, Ready to go. Had shit. the aloe and sunscreen. Yeah, we did. We got so close. We didn't even need to have a locker. We just could leave all our shit in the car. We went out a couple times. Aloe and some locked the fuck up. 
Yeah, we were pretty we were pretty good. Yeah. And the injury report is a little lighter today than it was two <laughs> yeah, days ago. Uh, but apart from losing the key. Yeah, we had a key come out on uh, in the very first slides. We didn't notice it for like an hour. Kind of mini freak out that uh, we didn't no, have I, the key. I don't think we freaked out. We just split up and there's only two possible. There's really only three slides that could have been at it. So we sp- split up and uh, I went to the first slide we went to and I was pretty positive it was going to be at that one because the key fell out of my pocket. And on that slide I went flying upside down so <laughs> i was pretty sure that was the one and i just walked up to the lifeguard and told her we might i told her my friend might have lost his key in the pool and it was one of the only two slides that we went to and she immediately shut the ride down called someone over put goggles on and dove in the pool and found our key so that was pretty cool she was actually by far the coolest lifeguard of any of them yeah and uh she gets an a plus the rest of them get like a total like a d probably i don't know if they even get a d they were so slow it just i mean even if i was there literally my boredom would make me just want to do more to be more efficient and they just do less and less all the time all right so let's go through we got 10 slides pretty much that we went on uh let's give them a scale we'll give them one to ten and uh see kind of where we feel on that so the first one we went on once we finally got on, we got over the speed slides. We got to read, run them twice in a row. Uh, one of them with two huge drops. One of them with three bumpy drops. Uh, got to run each one once, right in a row. Give me a score out of 10. All right, well, before we start this rating, I had never been to a water park before, and the La Paloma slide was still hadn't prepped me for what <laughs> I was about to go on. So still take that into consideration when I'm rating my slide. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was pleasantly surprised by the... Uh, the quality of the speed slide, especially for being our first our first go of the day, pretty early in the day, you know. Oh, it woke you up. Hadn't really woke up <laughs> yet, and I mean, after the first go, <coughs> I think everyone was ready to go for the rest of the day. Um, I mean, are we grading on a scale base? Like, is this on a curve of raging waters or in in general? I think in general, if you've been on some better slides at other places, Jesse and I have been to water parks yeah, before. Kyle and Tommy have, so so we're recording. Yeah, we, we you go on your past experience. Uh, uh, it's it's a very good slide. I give it I give it like an eight or eight and a half for sure. Yeah, I, I was going eight eight two. Yeah, I think it's a nine. It, you know, it was my. It actually ended up being even though it was the first one we were on, it was my favorite slides that we went on. And yeah, it was it it was yeah, it was definitely up there for me. The only thing that that drops it to me is that we come back later in the day and, and one of them's closed. Down. They they closed, which was probably yeah. the better one, the one with the two big right, drops. Right. Um, so I I gotta assume that 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 they're kind of iffy on whether they work or don't work from day to day. So uh, I'm gonna give it a nine just because I think there could be a lot of days where one or both is closed. I I'd, I'd go eight and a half. That was real good. Yeah, didn't really know what to expect, but. Yeah, we got a little, little bit of air, drop you down pretty quick. It's, if you it's cool. uh, if you let your legs get uncrossed, though, it will punish you, and you will go yeah, flying you guys, side to side. Je- Jesse and Tommy definitely moved side to side a bunch when we got back to it late in the day. Well, I think that was because I was I was hauling a grip of dick. I mean, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. I was slamming down that slide, especially the second time yeah, around. Exactly. Like we'd been through oh, you all caught the slides. Air. You definitely caught air. Oh, on caught air on the first time I jumped on the slide in the morning. I mean, yeah. <laughs> definitely wasn't expecting it to you know leave leave the slide come slamming down and then just keep slamming again. I mean, I went off the slide kind of on an angle, hit that side, slid to the other side, back to the other side, down another drop. 
and it just keeps sliding back and forth and slamming in the water. I mean, it's exciting and it's fun. All right, now right after that, we got two more runs in at the Vortex slides, which were just big corkscrew slides in the dark. Give me a rating. I I want to say that may have been my favorite of the day. I don't know. I liked it. I I, I thought it was a nine. I don't know. I liked it. Yeah. OG's and that thing, dude. It was tight. I mean, I, I don't know about a rating. It was, to me, it was slightly slightly under the speed slide, but very good, very fun. I I thought the drop at the end of it was underrated. It looks like it looks like it's not much of a drop into the water at the end, but it feels it feels like a straight drop. And you got shot out a long way. Yeah, oh yeah. I went I went to the end past the lifeguard. I went I went sailing out of that slide. So yeah, I mean it was it was definitely almost as good as the speed slide to me. I, I if if we would have stayed around that area more, I would have went on it more. But well, and that's weird that you say that because our plan when going in was to go to the right, which is where all the newer tube slides are. And because they closed off that there, they again another way they were screwing everyone. They only opened that side an hour after the park opened. Right. Um, so we went to the left side, and it ends up the left side. I think was definitely the stronger of the two. Yeah, I think so, and it looked like the older side, also. It looked like the part that was maybe the original Raging Waters, and a lot of those slides looked pretty old, and the lines weren't as long. They weren't as they long, were which made a really big fun. difference. Maybe that's maybe that's wise because they're more raw and shittily built. <laughs> that's fine to me. <laughs> so I give fun. Vortex an eight. Uh, I I had a good time on them. You know, again, short line. You get up there quick, and they start corkscrewing, and you feel like, oh, I'm gonna be done. I'm gonna be done soon. I'm gonna be and done. You soon. just keep you going. just keep going, and uh, because you're like the, they have it darkened and everything, there's less air in there. I I found it that like I could feel it in my chest <laughs> when you're doing those spins. I mean, I wasn't expecting it to be pitch black. I mean, you can't see anything. You're sliding. You're going fast. You're spinning. I mean, you don't know where you're going. I'm, I'm long in there. And then before I know it, yeah, you hit that drop in the light. You see the light, and you're like, all right, cool. I'm coming down. And all of a sudden, boom, you drop and then come splashing in. I mean, I, I'd give them a six or a seven just under the speed slides, but definitely up there. And then we kind of had a problem. We moved, tried to move over to that left side, got pretty far over. And then we get to the front of the side, and they're like, this whole side doesn't open. For an hour, so then we go back and we have to stand in our first time line of the day. We're at we're at uh, Neptune's Fury. We're at Neptune's Fury. It's a tube. It's a four person uh, like raft ride uh, again in the dark, but it's just a giant enclosed sl- slide that moves all the way down. And this was to me my least favorite ride of the day. When you take everything into consideration, this is the one I was talking about. They only had two rafts. I mean, they're coming up the the. Uh, a uh, little escalator thing as, as fast as it can, but they just can't get people going. And then, and then when they happen to send both of them up at the same time, they let one person go, the lifeguards let one person go and the next person stays. Uh, they don't even load the next one until everyone's completely out of the water. It's terrible. We waited at least 45 minutes to an hour, um, just baking out in the sun. There's no shade right there where we're waiting. And I just didn't think the ride was that good. I would give this one like a three. Yeah, all factors considered. I mean, base. All factors considered, I didn't like it either. The line was mostly the reason that it sucked. I mean, I honestly don't remember what the ride was like. <laughs> That's not a good I'm sign. sure it was pretty fun. It was fun. It was I remember fun. saying if it I was could fun, walk up to the front and do I it, think I, I would have done it, it like a six. Yeah, if we could have, if we didn't have to, if we would have waited half the time, I would have done it. Two. I mean, yeah, again, another completely in-the-dark ride, just kind of zigging our way down. 
And this is this is after we when we finished this ride, we figured out we lost the key too. So we yeah, had to go to went and shut down, down this ride that we waited for a long time. <laughs> that we didn't even need to. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we added to the uh, <laughs> shittiness of the already inefficient park. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, and then we took our first break, lathered up again, come back, and uh, we go over to the dark hole, and the line for the dark hole is actually fairly short, but you have to walk another 50 yards down to get the tubes for the black hole as people are coming out, and you stand in that line for... A while. We were in that line for again. Yeah, that's another one. It was around the same line, along the same lines as Neptune's. I actually might have liked it l- even less than that one. I thought the I thought the dark hole was pretty uh, pretty bland. I, I didn't. There wasn't much to it. Like, it seemed like people were having a lot of fun when we were standing in line waiting for it. There's one big drop when it opens right at the end. Right at the end, and that's fun. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't bad, but again, for the wait and. Um, just for the build-up of it, it wasn't quite as quite as fantastic as I would have hoped. Um, mm. But right next to it was the Raging Racers, which was a uh, shorter wait, a, a much sl- shorter wait, probably a, a quarter of the time we waited. A face face and first mat face, slide. Yes, yeah, lay on a mat on your stomach and go face first. Just pretty much just straight down over a couple of humps. Nothing too exciting, but. Still a pretty fun there's, ride. There's some I strategy know. involved. Yeah, yeah. Faster. I mean, immediately I got a really bad start, and I was way behind the whole way. Immediately, the first thing I looked at was the first couple humps, and thought about how if I lifted my mat up with my hands, I'd get some air coming <laughs> off of it. Um, I decided it probably wasn't a very good idea, but I still did get air off the second hump, which definitely bumped the ride up to about a six and a half or a seven for me. It was a good ride. I'd give it a six, and going back to dark hole. Um, I'm going to give that a three as well. Again, not quite as good of a ride as the Neptune's Fury, but a little shorter of a wait. So I'll give that one a three. Six for the Raging Racers, though. Yeah, I mean, and they're right next to each other. And, I mean, I, going going back, I would I would go on the Raging Racers five, three times before I went on the Black Hole. Yeah. I'd uh, say about a seven for the Racer and, yeah, not... Maybe a three for the dark hole. Yeah, I'm going to go four for both the racer and the hole. Ooh. I mean, the racer was fun. Pretty simple, pretty basic slide thing. I mean, you do it at the county fair pretty much, too. Yeah. I mean, but the only difference is yeah, it's a water slide. But after we went on the dropout, I, I, I didn't think the racer was anything anything really. I mean, compared to that, that was pretty much <clears throat> pretty much what you want in, in that kind of scenario, straight drop. Yeah, but, but you want to talk about straight drop. We left the Raging Racers, and we walk over to Dropout. And uh, that's the the steepest ride in the in the whole park. Uh, you just climb up a big wooden stair thing, and you drop down that and a hill. It's pretty straight down right at the beginning. And then you slow down going into a big thing of water. Um, I thought this one was pretty fun. Uh, it's similar to the speed slides, so the speed slides have a little more to them, so I'm going to downgrade it just a little bit. I'm going to give this one a 7. Yeah, the dropout, I mean, obviously the most intimidating ride in the park. You just, you walk up a huge... Oh, it was, it had a shorter line because everyone was scared. Yeah, yeah, it didn't have a very a very long line at all. But it, I wasn't actually that impressed with it. Um, I've been on a similar one in the past that's definitely higher and faster and goes farther at the end. And this one... I mean, obviously it's fun. You go straight, you drop straight down. I don't know how many feet, like 
70 feet or something and just go straight away. But on the straightaway was where I was upset because on a past ride, that's it's the same exact ride, but it's just, a, I guess, a little taller. You definitely go further and it kind of allows you to, it's almost like a race between two slides from the top. Two people go down and see who goes the farthest at the end. Well, on this, I felt like they really made a big effort in stopping you before you could go very oh, far. So much and water it was painful. Yeah. It was painful. It beat the shit out of your back because the water... And yeah, the, my ass really Yeah, it, it wasn't it wasn't that fun for me because it, it, it hurt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it hurt my sunburn. <laughs> and, I feel, and I feel like everyone was kind of felt like that afterwards. But I mean, sheer excitement and definitely the most intimidating and scary when you're at the top is going to be that one because it's, I mean, you you, you can't, can't really look, slide. yeah, you can't look at, like at the top, you can't see. You can't see bottom. where you're going, yeah. And once yeah. you head it off, I mean, I was kind of off the slide a little bit there and it was a little okay. scary. Uh, you, you, you know, you drop feet first and you're supposed to have your arms across your chest so you can't really see. You're supposed to peek your head up because it's really fast and intense and then, yeah, you come to a really, really hard water stop. You're just hitting a lot of still water. Carl didn't do it because his ankle... That's exactly why, yeah, what you said, the hard water stop. Well, I think he was scared. I think, I think yeah, Carl Car- Carla Fuck came out. I think, <laughs> Carl, I think Carl, I think the first, this is what I was going to say earlier, the first one of the day on the speed slide, I came out of that thing, that shoot pretty fast, skipped on the water, and it just jabbed my heel real quick, and I just felt that tweak in my ankle again. Didn't like it, and so when I went down, I was watching people on the bottom of that dropout thing. I was just like, oh, that looks like a hard stop right there. I feel like that could not be good thing to do you guys would be bitching at me right now if i was complaining if i got <laughs> that and my ankle was like fucked up again you're like wow carl fucked up your ankle on the draco huh? <laughs> god, god, god you're calling you a pussy yeah <laughs> I mean, that means so much shit it's just better that i didn't do it yeah, trust probably, me. probably a better call for the for the trip purpose but uh yeah i, I mean, give the dropout of probably five or six yeah i mean i, I give it i still give it a good grade it's still a good ride it's still like a six and a half or seven for me but it just it it I was a little disappointed in in it overall, but yeah, it it is what it is. I think there's I think there was other slides in the park that had a little more character to them. Uh, we then took a second break. We come back to do the high extreme. It's the highest uh, ride in the park. You climb a long way up a bunch of stairs. Um, it's a mat ride again, head first. Although this is the one we probably waited the longest for all day, maybe maybe the Neptune's free yeah, at the beginning, the but this was a long. This wait. was worth the wait, I think. This was, I mean, I wouldn't wait in it twice. I don't think, but I would. I was glad I waited in it for the one, the one. And Kyle, were able, Kyle and I were able to jump back in at the end of the day and get a second one, and that that was well worth it. Um, yeah, how come you didn't want didn't want to do it at the end of the day, pussies? What? Oh, we were just done. Oh, yeah, you were just done. Just couldn't, couldn't hack another 30 minutes. No, just no. didn't want to slam in Big another baby four or five uh, yeah. slides. Yeah. It's cool. We we're, we're the ones, we're the ones flying down the speed slides uh, illegally, <laughs> get, getting hurt. So. <laughs> I was I was beat up by the end of the day. But uh, I liked, I also like the factor of the high extreme that um, at the top, you pretty much felt like the whole thing was going to tip over. Yeah, that thing was, was not sturdy. Yeah, we, I mean, <laughs> I was I was wiggling around on it, like making it wobble and hoping it was going to collapse. I mean, <laughs> that's I mean, it was that's a that's a pretty far fall, man. That yeah, out of like to, it was a long ride too. Yeah, like I said, it was well Fucking worth it. Crazy man, you sound insane. Do you realize that? You should be medicated. I give it a I give it a seven. It's a good ride. It's not it's not extreme. 
I, I wish I said I wish really <laughs> wish I had that uh that drop of the high <laughs> <laughs> extreme. But uh, you know, so it, it's a fun ride. Yeah, I give it. I it was definitely worth it. I give it seven. <laughs> All right, uh, the next one, a, a hidden treasure. Yeah, of kinda, this park. Yeah, we the didn't Bermuda even Bermuda Triangle. We didn't three even sets see of slides that are in the back. We didn't even see it. Kind of in the back corner. We're on the high extreme. We're like, hey, what the fuck's that? Maybe we should go over to that afterwards. And uh, we wander over to the Bermuda Triangle. Almost no line whatsoever. Three slides. One's a straight drop, and two are just short and sweet, steep turn drop kind of slides. Slide takes ten seconds or less. Yeah, that thing was a freaking joke. Like, no, I don't. I did not expect that the size of that thing because it was. Yeah, dude, this thing was definitely regulation size, but packed a punch. Like, that middle slide straight drop, yeah, I we, came out of that thing and drank about a gallon of water. We should just, say there's three slides, one in the middle that drops pretty much as steep as did, anything else in the park, and then, uh, and then the two others cross underneath with some tight turns. Yeah, definitely a lot of Gs coming down those. Uh, short. But for how short they were, I was definitely impressed with how much speed you got going down in yeah, there. You come, you feel like you're just you feel like you're removed from the slide. You feel like you're just dropping. But down the middle one, I'd say even both the ones on the sides. I mean, you're you're going down at a really tight angle, spinning around. You, you make a nice. Yeah. So so we must fun. add that we rode this slide five times in a row because there was no line, so we just kept. Yeah, getting giddy and running up and down. Yeah, the everyone just looks at it and it's like, oh, waste of time. And, just, and for that it. reason, I, I give it a nine. It's it's a very exactly. close second for me behind the speed slides, but I'll give it a nine. It's a it's such. I give it a nine slide. for me. It gets the top. It gets the top. Uh, oh, damn. Top yeah. grade in the yeah this slide in the park. It reminds me of um, some old slides at Justin's Waterworld and some past parks that I've been to. Just. Short and sweet, fun no matter how many times you go on it, short line, just, I mean, the best value slide in the park, in my opinion. Definitely the one we were looking for, yeah, like everybody said, the short line was nice. We each rode it three times in a span of a few minutes, and it really kind of beat us up because of that, too. Normally, you kind of get to, you know, chill, relax, wait in line. This one, now you get out the water, you get back, you're right at the top again, you're going down. I mean, um, by the time I was got done on my third shoot, I mean, my ankle was a little hurt. I mean, I was beat up, limping, going to go get my stuff but with a great smile. Yeah. Um, we, we got a bunch of runs in that in a row, and then we moved ourselves to the other side of the park to, to what we thought was going to be uh, the last new one of the day, uh, the Thunder Rapids. Uh, another raft ride, uh, but more open and 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 down the backside of the park. You really can't see the slide anywhere in the park, so you don't know yeah. what's coming. And it was, yeah, it was a surprise success, I think. Didn't expect it to be good, but it was Yeah, Carl was facing good. the wrong way the whole time. Yeah, I was facing back, Screaming. just the way it worked out. <laughs> facing backwards the whole time. I'm just looking at your guys' reactions to tell what's coming up. <laughs> it was a lot more exciting than what the park rating he gave it. I mean, yeah, the park had it as a 2 on its aggressive scale of 1 to 4, and that's ridiculous. I think our weight, though, kind of led to that. I mean, the four of us in it, we were getting pretty high on the yeah, banks on, on the side, balls. and we, we were just pretty much zigging, zigging our way down the half pipe down this little rapids ride. Yeah, I'll give it an 8. It was one of the funner rides. Surprising. It was a 30-minute, 35-minute wait. 
and it's fun. short. It's it's not that long of yeah, a ride, but it's fun wet. while we were there. Pretty wet, like a pretty rapidy kind of ride. Unlike the Neptune's Fury, definitely, right. definitely much more of a rapid kind of feel. If you weren't holding on to the handles in this, well, that one, was you also, would have fell. In that the was also the ride where the kid was getting into fights with people. We uh, thought he splash fights. Thought he got scolded for doing it, but it was seeming like it was a ride kind of thing. So yeah, I'd give that one a yeah seven six ish like. Yeah, due to the amount of uh, weight of zigzagging through the amount of wettage, uh, hmm. I would say definitely a eight. Group fun, some <laughs> good clean family fun there, eh, Cotton? Now when that finished, we grabbed on the one that was closed essentially all day, and that was uh, Doctor Von Dark's Tunnel of T- Terror. Uh, we jumped on that, so that was our last new slide. Uh, waited a decent amount for it. I was still glad we did it, but not an not that great a slide. It was Pretty okay. Short, really I'll, I'll give I'll give it a seven because I think it was a fun one, but. It was it was really dark and uh, it was pretty fun. It was fun. I, I screamed the whole time. <laughs> yeah, by the time by the time this part of the day, we were just screaming down every slide. We got <laughs> down every ride. Sunburn hurt and last ride was a lot of fun. We had to wait wait behind this little black. Thing. We should we should mention that throughout the day, there were multiple hundreds of people who commented on. Yeah, over or under sunburn. over or under five hundred people <laughs> commented on commented on either me or whack ass sunburn. sunburn. Oh, it, it say still over. might be over I'm because I said over. it was just such an involuntary response. Anyone who saw you guys just like oh, quietly, went, oh yeah, I'd be walking, I'd be walking by myself, and I hear someone behind me, some little kid. Oh, dude! <laughs> and I know exactly what he was talking about. He was looking at my sunburn on my back. And... I mean, heard it, heard it in di- plenty of different languages, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Asians, Asians speaking in Japanese. Euros. <laughs> Got Spanish. it from all, all there parts was of one, the world. And we also must, must recap that there was uh, one dude in a Speedo, speedo walking around. <laughs> Who's, oh, Speedo who? Man was great. Nice yeah. little banana hammock. Just yes. posing. Speedo guy made me really happy. He was pretty pale. Had it had his own little tan sunburn. Had a jersey tan on. with me, pretty much. Yeah, he was probably being checked out by the stupid amount of jailbait, as we called this oh, jailbait park. Insane. Just this was so many fifteen to seventeen year olds. What do you expect? I mean, it's a family park. They're still young enough to go on family vacation. Wherever, kind of wherever so John, much Quinn, and Samantha are out there, they know exactly what I'm talking about. When we went to the Pima County Fair, we like felt like we were kind of. Too old and just gripping like jailbait, like walking around. Same shit here. Everyone's like 50, all these girls are like 15, 16, trying to look like they're. The mall's yeah, 14 year old boys' paradise. Yeah. Uh, yeah if you're in high school, 14, you would nut yourself midway through the day. Yeah, would be t- would be would be making a conversation uh, in lines. That's what I'm saying. You could run out to the car, get a little play, run back in, get them away from their family. But yeah, definitely a lot of. Too young. It's not the going with the ladies I care about. It's the coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, straight up. But I think oh not but your guys' sunburn, what was so good about it was that like it was just like confusing. Like no one could figure out what happened because you have this random ass patch in the middle of your backs from like and then, four days ago. Yeah, yeah. So it looks like you weren't wearing a shirt, but then you clearly have lines of where <laughs> you were wearing because you were wearing yeah, a shirt. Yeah. Multiple days. Yeah, so it just combined. didn't make sense. Basically my neck mind rape. 
It's actually pretty mellow. <laughs> my neck is burnt to shit, roasted to shit, and my forearms and hands are burnt to shit. The rest of my upper body is pale white. But then, from the day before, I have a sunburn from where I missed sunscreen. So in the middle of my back, I've got a big red spot. So it just looks goofy as shit. You, bro. you guys keep fucking interrupting me. <laughs> fucking talk about shit, you guys. These like shots are fucking, fucking good. Talk about it. I want to hear your gay drops. So sorry to interrupt. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first drop. Uh, all right, so yeah, proceed, you got the, you got a black splotch of sun sun uh, sunscreen mist, as do I, with the jersey streak. So definitely, yeah, I think we off. need to. I mean, it's not nearly as bad as it was the other day, but we might be able to put some photos up on the blog or something. Yeah, I think that. we're uh, we're gonna add to the blog. We're gonna try to take all the photos we've taken and dump them on there, so you guys can uh, check them out. Anyone who wants to check the blog at tucsonragers.blogspot.com. Um. You guys have anything else on the, yeah, on the water park? Yeah, I actually do. Uh, to add to the, you know, the laziness and uh, <laughs> shittiness of the staff, and just the general, the, the park in general, uh, I was walking through the bathroom and uh, <laughs> looked, looked into the stall and saw that there's a nice piece of shit next to the toilet. Not in the toilet, right next to the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, <laughs> that, I guess that says a lot about Raging Water San Dimas right there. That's something we leave our listeners off with. Oh, yeah, and there's a turd. Yeah, on that note. But still, Raging Waters, it's a great park. Yeah, yeah, very very solid water park. I mean, about what I expected. It was actually smaller than I expected. I thought yeah, they did a really good job of, of getting a lot of shit in to a pretty small area. I guess it's supposed to be Cali's biggest water park, but I didn't think it was very big. Yeah. Like, we were able to I mean, walk from one side to the other pretty pretty easily so i guess that's a, a really good thing about it that that ups the grade for me yeah, we'll have to compare it uh we're gonna try to hit Slitterbond in texas uh in our last week um so we did actually leave the los angeles area this morning left our hotel in buena park uh, had some trouble getting out of la an exit ramp was closed uh but uh give me a review of la uh what <coughs> <coughs> Uh, first of all, uh, you know, things we're comparing from each city. Let's start uh, with the beer. Beer in L.A. We didn't go out that much. We didn't do much Yeah. In that, as far as that. So. Well, you got a, an I IPA. Mean, I got an IPA from Carl Strauss the other night. That was okay. That was pretty tasty. Um, but I would definitely say San Diego is the better beer scene. They yeah, they I care would... they care a lot more about that shit. Yeah, the craft than, beer than, scene. Yeah, probably yeah. Probably a much more uh, yeah. laid-back scene. L.A.'s been really... Didn't really see the nightlife as much, yeah. but uh, didn't didn't really check out any breweries, local breweries, or anything like that. But that's for some other some other places. Yeah, definitely coming up on the trip. Uh, next would be ballparks. We got to check out two two parks in this uh, in this trip. Uh, we see Dodgers awesome, Stadium and the Angels. Best and worst stadiums we've seen. So yeah, far. I think I think all, I think all of us agree Anaheim was. Was the top so far, and that the Dodgers experience was definitely the worst. Um, I mean, Anaheim just fan friendly. Angel Stadium of Anaheim, just everything you would want: free shit, happy people, happy environment. Dodger Stadium, a little bit, a little bit rowdy, and I mean, not not that that's a bad thing, but 
just confrontational fans. It is a historical park. I may undervalue that. But no, but the thing is, we didn't get a chance to look at the historical yeah, it, value yeah, of it. Exactly. We didn't. We didn't get to look at the park. We didn't get to walk around. So how are we supposed to appropriately rate it? Like, yeah. Um. Well, what else? Uh, Angel Stadium was yeah the complete opposite of Dodger Stadium with uh, fan support uh, towards their team, with being intelligent about the game and respectful to the other team. I mean, you <laughs> see a lot of uh, Blue Jay fans in Anaheim, which is kind of a surprise. Canadian National Anthem. Did yeah. we talk about yeah. that? Canadian National We forgot Anthem to talk about Blue both Jays. national anthems, But actually. that's because I mean, uh, the Canadian uh, Toronto was playing. Well, well, we yeah. talked about the Dodgers one, because yeah. it was the Pussycat uh, Doll Pussy Girl. Pussycat Doll Girl. Mm-hmm. And that one was the best so far. Yeah, we the did. Angels one was real good. Yeah, I, she, I thought it. she was just as good. She didn't quite overdo it like the L.A. And she, she hit both of them pretty well. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. She hit the proper ones at the time. She didn't overdo it like the L.A. Like, the Pussycat Doll Girl was like... Yeah, exactly. was extending some notes. I mean, yeah, exactly. It's what what expected in that. That's what I liked about L.A. But you uh, still said God in the Canadian National. Yeah, I interested about that. I, I don't know more about the Canadian an- National Anthem past. I've, I've heard it, but I don't know. Past O Canada. I yeah. mean, uh, the Great British uh, or Great Britain National Anthem is uh, oh, Let Freedom Ring for Americans. Mm. Did you know that? Yeah, I did know. Yeah, that was, that was pretty, uh, pretty exciting when I found that out. Um, so, again, we don't have bars. Bars was the other one. We went to Applebee's. It was tight. The guy took good care of us. I went but, to um, uh, the Snow White Cafe in Hollywood, actually. Oh, that's right. I forgot you or went Or something like that. Snow White Company or some shit. I don't know. Just some bar in uh, in Hollywood by myself. Uh, I don't have much to say about it. <laughs> but you could best evaluate the Hollywood bar scene. Um, Not really, because I... Didn't go in, but I mean, there's a shitload to do in Hollywood. It's just bar after bar, and like, I, it's, we didn't go during the day, but there's definitely a lot more to do during the day. At night, there were some sex shops and some a lot of 24 hour eateries and stuff. But I pretty much just wandered around checking out the scene. There's a lot of crazy ass people, um, as you would expect. Well, then uh, what time? What what time were you wandering around there? Uh, <laughs> from about 12:30 at night to about 2:30 in the morning. Well, let's go to the B that we can always evaluate in each city, which is bitches. Compare San Diego bitches to LA Can't bitches. Can't stand stupid bitches. Uh, San Diego's better. Uh, yeah. It's I, better, right? I, I, yeah, I was coming out of there. San Diego's better just about everywhere. You guys didn't walk around Hollywood. No, but yeah, from what we did see in Hollywood, there was well, was nice. nice. But I was going to say definitely a, a larger concentration LA, of Asians man. once it's, we started getting in LA. Though. It's LA. I, I think it's as good as anywhere in the world. I think... I think it's on it's on par with San Diego. Uh, for me. I city wise, it's San Diego, and it's not close to me. So far in this trip, from what I've seen, yeah, San Diego is on top. All right, so that's all it for for LA. Let's uh, we're gonna move to a couple different sections here. By the way, I'm just saying LA didn't get its fair fair that's judgment. True. We didn't get we that's didn't true. spend enough time in LA. We didn't do enough shit in LA. I mean, way too unless much we spend two weeks in LA, we're not gonna get to see. There's way too much to do in LA. Yeah. Um. So we're we're trying to talk a little fantasy football. Our draft is next Thursday. It's coming up. We got everyone alerted today. It seems like everyone's good for the draft. Uh, we're working the way down. Um, these are the guys slotted in at the twelfth and eleventh draft pick. Although neither of them has their draft pick from trading it, 
Uh, Aaron has the 12th slot, but he doesn't have his first or second round pick. He traded them both to Paul. So he's got to go with the team he has, uh, plus maybe a third rounder. And he's got some keeper issues. Um, you know, this is an eight-keeper league. And the, the major issue seems to be that he's got three quarterbacks that maybe are worth keeping, but it's just a league where there's no reason to keep three quarterbacks. There's questionable reason to keep two on, right. on a roster this short. Right. Um, it's, it's definitely a problem. I think he should uh, definitely look to trade one of them. Although, I don't know who else would take him because everybody else has their own starting quarterback at this point, it seems. Well, and you seem to like Romo enough that maybe he could dangle Matt Stafford out there. And Joe Flacco's his third quarterback. He couldn't get anything of value for that. But what if he dangled Stafford out there and tried to trade him and go with Romo as his starter? Yeah, I mean, I don't know what he needs. I know he's got some pretty good running backs. Some good um, running backs. He's he's lighter at wide receiver. And, okay. Uh, and it, yeah. I, I do like Romo just because it seems he's pretty consistent to go off in the second half of most games. If it's the same Dallas team that I've been watching for the last 10 to 15 years, then they get down early, and he's slinging it around the field in the second half and getting all his fantasy points, scoring touchdowns because he's throwing the ball nonstop. But Stafford, to me, definitely has a higher ceiling. I mean, he almost He's throws, the better quarterback. Yeah, he throws for almost 5,000 yards, it seems like, every year. I, I mean, he's uh, and he's still, he's still younger and has definitely higher potential. So, I mean, if it was me, I would for sure keep Stafford and Romo, which I think that's probably what he's going to do. But Yeah, Joe Flau- it, Falco. Yeah, I mean, if it was football, it would be a different story. Yeah, not fantasy football. It, yeah. His 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 other uh, he's got two strong running backs. Uh, uh, Lashawn uh, uh, Nash, yeah, Lashawn Nash, McCoy from uh, Philadelphia, and Alfred Morris from Washington. But those are two guys who are in like questionable situations. Uh, we don't know how healthy Robert Griffin is. We don't know how long Mike Vick will be the quarterback in Philadelphia. Philadelphia might be bad. I don't know if if people can just crash the box on McCoy uh, now that, uh, you know, Deshaun Jackson's the only wide receiver right now. Uh, Jeremy Macklin's out for the season with an injury, and Riley Cooper is out for the season. Dropping uh, in bomb. Is he out for the season? Bomb. He's yeah. been removed from team activity. If he's out for the season, that is a fucking travesty. That's all I have to say. I don't know. I, I just feel like people will super overreact to this. Yeah, but, which but, is which is a joke. All right, so McCoy and Morris, you, are you comfortable with that being – the two best players on your team? Uh, based on last year, Morris had a pretty damn good year, and McCoy was supposed to be one of the top running backs last year. But well, What happened? Did he get hurt or something? Yeah, in- injury-prone last season last year, and Morris's success, I had a feel like, was definitely based on Bob Griffin's success also. Like, was it, it was two years ahead. ago LaShawn McCoy was like, the number one pick in He was drafts. the number two rated uh, running back last year yeah. in a lot yeah. of preseason. Yeah, and I mean, I, I know he got hurt a lot, but I don't I mean, I mean, don't see how he could yeah, drop he off that He slipped to me much. at seven in our draft last year, and I had to take him. I, like, think, I felt uh, like I had to take him. Kelly's going to be running that quick offense, right? The no-huddle offense or Maybe. What's he going with? Is he going? Are they really going to play Vic? Vic can't play 16 games, and they can't play that fast with Foles or Barkley. They're not meant to do that. Well, yeah, I mean Barkley. Then that's your third quarter. Yeah, Matt yeah. Barkley. Wow, I'm, I learned. Jesse's all, not up on football. I learned, He's yeah, I, you know, <laughs> I I wait and then I I play fantasy football and learn all my stuff as I play. Yeah, so, but with I watch football, I watch football to watch football. That's 
I like I like football instead of fantasy football, but I play it to make myself feel worse. <laughs> to, yeah, to I I started watching more football more uh, closely when I started playing fantasy football, just paying more attention to the stats and production of players. Ooh. Really starting to get into seeing who, which players are really really playing well, which players play well on a weekly basis, and also uh, which players are very badly injury prone and their careers are kind of a roller coaster because because of it. And that's why I feel a couple of these running backs in these positions this year, as as are mine. I have Darren Sproles, who's in a shitty position, and Steven Jackson, who's in a good spot. So running running back is a scarce position. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to do about running back. Running back, everybody says it's the most important. You know, you got to take your running backs early or whatever in the in the snake drafts. But it's just like a fucking crapshoot to me. I don't. They I don't, all get hurt. They all get hurt. They they get beat up the most. They have the the biggest carry load on yeah, the offense. Yeah, some, somebody's so. going to come out and, and break out that no one was expecting and be like, that's running back. But yeah. if we're talking about Aaron's team, happened, yeah. I, I'd be fine with McCoy and, and Morris based on the past. They, I mean, it seems like pretty safe options to me. Morris was pretty effective last year. Maybe teams will kind of figure him out a little bit this year. I don't know. He, he was pretty impressive. But he, he looked like he had... He has players that he can that he can do stuff with. So if I gave you McCoy and Morris or Chris Johnson and Maurice Jones Drew, which of those would you take? Um, like I said, running back's a tough tough position this year if you don't have you know the, the top tier guys. Is Chris Johnson still like starting in Tennessee? Is that... yeah, just just questionable how good it'll be, how good the line will be. Yeah. I still I don't see why Murray Jones Jr. isn't going to be good anymore. Well, so, okay, if, if I had to take those, <laughs> I really don't like Chris. I would take McCoy and Morris. I think. Well, Johnson and MJD are Frank's two running backs. Uh, that's where his question is going to be. We've all agreed he has a fairly strong team. He's strong at wide receiver um, and those running backs. And then the other question for him is his eighth keepers a little bit up in the air. Uh, he has the Seahawks D, which are are widely um, believed to be the best defense to pick this year. Frank, Frank oh, does. Frank does. And uh, so maybe he'll uh, use a keeper on them. Uh, he sent in a, a little audio clip that we're going to go to right now and uh, see what he feels about uh, his fantasy football team. Hey, guys. Uh, recording this live from my new apartment in Fremont, which you'll be visiting in about a week. Uh, I was requested to record a little something about my fantasy football team. Uh, known as many things over the years, currently we're executing the opposition with Aaron Hernandez. Uh, of course, innocent until proven guilty. And uh, so I was trying to look up my fantasy team roster and have had not a lot of luck with that. Uh, my new apartment doesn't have internet yet. So I'm kind of living in the Stone Age. I tried to find the roster on my phone via the app. Didn't work. But I'll just work from memory here. So what I do know is that I have a stud star quarterback in Drew Brees who's led me to uh, two out of the last four championships. And at the same time, I also know that I'm facing a rapidly closing championship window here. Uh, he is an aging quarterback. I mean, within the next five years, he'll probably be out of the league announcing somewhere or stiffing stiffing waiters on tips, which was a, apparently a huge deal in San Diego recently. 
And uh, so we're really in, in win now mode. All our, our moves are aggressive. I've traded away my first round pick this year uh, in an attempt to win now. The first round pick, however, did net me Brandon Marshall, who is part of my also stud receiving core, uh, headlined by Calvin Johnson and Brandon Marshall. My receiving core is also further backed up by Torrey Smith, who is now the number one wide receiver for the Ravens. So I feel like I have a, a lot of depth there. I also had, or I guess still have him, uh, Jeremy Macklin, who is an injury-prone piece of shit. And now, if I'm sure, out for the year as he tore his ACL for the 12th or 15th time, I, I forget. Uh, I was hoping to use him as trade bait, but now that he's injured... Uh, I'll just go ahead and let you guys know that I will not be keeping him as a keeper. So I, I feel very comfortable with my receiving core. I also had a tight end, Brandon Myers, who is a waiver claim. Worked out very well for me last year. And uh, we'll see if we will continue our, our partnership next year. And then my my running backs, that is the bane of my existence, quite frankly. Uh, we have Maurice Jones-Drew, who, when not busy injuring his list frank, uh, which is like the newest injury craze ever, he is beating the shit out of bouncers at nightclubs. So hopefully he will not be getting suspended this year, and he has gotten all clear to start playing again. So hopefully he can return to good health and lead my lead my running backs again like he did a uh, year before last. And then the steal for me of, uh, I guess, two years ago also was getting uh, Chris Johnson on my team for, I believe, more or less Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, and, you know, I, I thought a lot of him at the time. How could you not? He was destroying the league for a while, CJ2K. And um, hasn't been the greatest for the last little bit here. And kind of hoping for a bounce back year. They kind of rebuilt that line in front of him. And maybe, I mean, he's not a physical runner. He needs the open spaces. So hopefully they can create enough holes so he can break off those, you know, 80-yard runs that he was breaking off about three years ago. And uh, hopefully they can lead my, my running backs into respectability. I traded for Sean Green last year and just figured, you know, it's nice to have a starter on a team. Of course, he has since been traded to the Titans and is, I'm sure, number two on the depth chart behind Chris Johnson. So I guess it's always nice to have a handcuff in case Chris Johnson gets injured here in the preseason. But quite frankly, uh, Sean Green is just a, a fat asshole who isn't a particularly good running back. And... Uh, will probably not be on my team for very long. Uh, unfortunately, I I am lacking some depth there, so that may be an area of concern this upcoming season. I was very close to getting David Wilson in the the waiver claim at the end of last year. I think I missed him by like 10 minutes. Marco beat me to it. Uh, a little depressing. It'd be nice to have him on the team right now. So we'll see how things develop going forward. I really don't remember most of the rest of my team, but it's really honestly not that important. I have some piece of shit kicker, um, probably a very average uh, defense, 
And I don't even know if I'm carrying a backup quarterback right now. Probably not. Uh, maybe Jake Locker or something. I don't remember if I got him. Uh, but yeah, you know, mediocre, shitty, shitty bench. Uh, hoping that my stars can lead me to another title here. Um, yeah, so uh, after listening to Frank, I might take back what I said. I'd probably take, not because of anything Frank said, but just thinking about it. <laughs> I think I think I would take... Chris Johnson, Maurice Jones, Drew over Morris and McCoy, um, but it's close. I mean, Chris Johnson's still completely up in the air, but I still think Maurice Jones Drew is going to be legit as long as he's healthy. As long as he's healthy. But it's the same thing with with Lashawn McCoy. It's the exact same thing. If Sean McCoy's healthy, he's good. But I see, I see Morris football. as being pretty consistent. Is, is he the guy in Washington? He's the guy. You know, it's Mike Shanahan. You know, he moves That's running backs around yeah, all over so, the place. He might be the guy and two weeks in the season get no carries. So, yeah, I mean, Frank's team to me is still the clear, yeah, one of the clear top two teams. One of the clear heavy, yeah, one of the clear heavyweights in this division. Um, thanks to John and his, his trade help. John says years he's, as a, he he's sending in a memo tomorrow uh, defending his trade. He has no defense. Daryl Richardson and some other guy for the best receiver last year. Two guys that aren't going to play this year in this fantasy league. It's 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 indefensible, John. But I'd like to hear it. I yeah. feel uh, the success in this league is all is really based on uh, staying uh, healthy. If your team's yeah, healthy, you team's do well. Not, team if your team's hurt, hurt, you fucking suck. My well, team's already hurt, so yeah. we'll, we'll weigh in on That's that. That's what I'm saying. Day. Like. My team has been beat up in playoff time and just always fall, fall a little short. So. It's great to get that audio clip from Frank. That was the first one. And right behind it, we have a second one. We can't go a day. We're on a baseball trip without baseball. So there is a baseball going on, game going on tonight at Fenway. Matt is there. And uh, he sent in his preview. Hey guys, coming to you live from Boston, Massachusetts, which I'll be attending the Arizona Diamondbacks versus Boston Red Sox game tonight. It's game two of the series. Uh, set to, first pitch is set for 7:10 p.m. Um, weather should be pretty nice out. Uh, looks like it'll be about 76 come first pitch, so should be a good night to watch some summer baseball. Let's recap what happened in last night's matchup. It was a 7-6 win by the Arizona Diamondbacks in which the team combined for 25 total hits and 13 runs. Cody Ross was the player of the game. He was 4-5 for five with 3 RBIs, including a go-ahead 7th inning home run. Ross is currently hitting 9 for 14 his last 3 games. So he's on a little bit of a hot streak. Let's look at the pitching matchup for tonight's game. That's uh, game 2 of the series. Patrick Corbin is going for the Arizona Diamondbacks. He is 12-2 on the year with a 2.24 ERA. Jake Peavy will be tossing for the Red Sox. Uh, he was recently acquired from the Chicago White Sox right before the trade deadline. Uh, he is 8-4 on the year with a 4.28 ERA. Diamondbacks are familiar with Jake Peavy uh, since he used to pitch in the National League West for the San Diego Padres. Uh, his career record against the Diamondbacks is 13-12. 4.66 ERA, but he hasn't pitched against them since 2009. 
The matchup I'm looking forward to is how Patrick Corbin will match up against Dustin Pedroia and David Ortiz, who are the three and four hitters for the Boston Red Sox. They've combined this season for 29 home runs and 136 RBIs already. Uh, Corbin is pitching well against opposing teams. Number three and four hitters, they're hitting a mere 165 against him so far this season, so it'll be a matchup to watch for the entire night. One thing I'd like to mention is uh, Miguel Montero was recently placed on the disabled list, so Will Nieves will be getting the start again. He got a st the start last night, um, fared pretty well. He hit two for five, uh, raising his batting average to 356 on the season uh, in the 38 games that he's played. He has caught Corbin four times this season. Corbin has pitched really well, um, with going 3-0, and giving up only seven runs over 26 and a third innings pitched with Nieves catching. If I had to pick a player to watch for the Boston Red Sox, it'd probably be their leadoff hitter, Jacoby Ellsbury. Um, he's batting 474 during his 13-game interleague hitting streak, 27-57. Uh, of 57. So he's getting on base. He hit two for five last night, scoring a run. Uh, batting 303 currently on the year. He is one of the league leaders in steals with 39, so once he gets on, he's a threat to run, but Corbin, being a left-hander and having a fairly quick pickoff move to first, um, should be able to keep him in check should Ellsbury get on base. Before last night's matchup, the Boston Red Sox and Arizona Diamondbacks last played in June of 2010, which was a three-game sweep by the Red Sox. Since last night's win by the Diamondbacks, the Red Sox lead in the overall series was shortened to one game, 7-6. to six. So I'm trying to get to the game a little bit early, hopefully around 5, no later than 5.30. I've been told, uh, well, at least to the ballpark, I've been told there's a uh, bleacher bar. So it's located under the center field bleachers, and there's a roller shield that rolls, rolls up and reveals windows and you're allowed to look into the stadium um, so you can check out batting practice um, and pre-game activities by both teams um, as they're going on but they close it down when the game actually starts but you're able to stay in there if you want and watch the game on TVs apparently it's a popular place to go so hopefully it isn't too packed and I can get in and check it out before the game. I'm sitting in the center field bleachers, so should have a pretty good view of the game. Um, hopefully I'll get a walk around. Uh, I won't be obstructed like you guys were at the Dodgers game in Dodger Stadium. Um, hopefully I get to take a little mini tour, see what the stadium has to offer. Um, I'm sure there are plenty of vendors Check out the beer scene, obviously. Um, see what kind of food that they have and what kind of things they're selling at the team store. Um, I'm staying in a hotel about a mile and a half south of Fenway Park, so pretty close to the stadium. Uh, not sure if I'm going to walk there yet or if I'm going to use their bike rental system here in Boston. Um, seems to be a good thing, a good deal. You go to a station, you swipe your debit card, um, tell it 
follow the prompts on the screen. Um, so renting for 24 hours seems to be the ideal thing since I'll only be here for that long anyways. Um, and then if you, there's like 100 stations throughout the city you could ride for under 30 minutes for free. Um, you just pay the initial amount for to buy a 24-hour pass. Uh, so that might be the way to go. Um, so we'll see how transportation to and from the game is and how maneuvering around the stadium will be. I hear there are lots of good bars uh, right around the area too, so I'm not sure if I'll try to check those out before the game starts or after. Um, so I think that's important also when you guys are going to stadiums, uh, what around the stadium uh, has to offer, not just the stadium itself. So I look forward to talking to you guys later and uh, hope I get to see an offensive game like there was last night. So give you guys a recap uh, as soon as I can. Right. Later. Yeah, wow, what a real thorough job looking up stuff. Doing way better than we are, even though we have all kinds of dead time to look up games. He's got stats all over the place. Do we have, though, a lot of dead time? Like, I've been thinking about it, and I'm just like, I haven't felt like I've had that much dead time. Yeah, we've moving around a lot. I don't know. And the time where we have it is dead time. We're so exhausted from doing things that yeah. just kind of die. Because uh, I, like, I haven't even called, called in, like, dead time, like, call people. Yeah, I called people for the first times today. Um, Lucky Matt gets to go to uh, Fenway Park tonight. Uh, he really wanted to call in tomorrow, Skype in with us. Uh, unfortunately, we have an afternoon game tomorrow, and he's catching an evening flight back, so I think we're going to try to Skype with him on Monday. Um, see if he'll uh, you know, give us a whole overview of Fenway. I, I really want to know about it. Unfortunately, you know, when we told people about this trip, they always want to know, you going to Fenway or you going to Wrigley, and it's just it's not feasible for what we were doing. Yeah. Just West right. Coast. Yeah. Knocking them out uh, 12 parks at a time. So, um, Well, I, we're now in the Bay Area. We're going to have to evaluate this whole city area as one big area rather than city by city since they're all right together. Preview me the Bay, Bay Area. Jesus. Um, I mean, I've been here once years, probably five, six years ago. Um, kind of... Drove by, like, through downtown by uh, Giants Stadium and, like, through Chinatown and stuff. So, I mean, we haven't gotten out and really explored. So, I really don't know too much about it. But Yeah, I've, I have no idea. I've never been here. It's going to be cool. I don't have any, any expectations, really. I've heard, obviously, amazing things about San Francisco and Oakland, actually. I've heard Oakland's really nice um, yeah. in a lot of parts. Obviously, Berkeley's over there. So, yeah, I mean, I'm excited to just kind of go explore and check it out. I'm actually... Also really pumped for both baseball games. Yeah, definitely. both parks should be really cool. Afternoon game tomorrow. Yeah, first afternoon Oakland. game, see the A's tomorrow. Oakland's always surprisingly good, so they should put on a good game for us. Um, it's going to be... Uh, they're playing the Rangers. Oh, wow. And then the Brewers are at the Giants. Um, okay, checking with streak for the cast. Yesterday, John's asshole gets a win with the Orioles. The four of us all lose. Um, Tommy and Jesse still lead at 3-3. Three and three. We're doing a terrible job. Um, maybe we'll turn it around today. Uh, seems unlikely. I have the Rangers. Uh, Kyle has Azarenka. Jesse has the Red Sox. 
Tommy has not a Machida decision in the UFC fight tonight, and John's taking Real Madrid, Real Madrid by at least two goals. Uh, we'll give you the results of those tomorrow, and probably going to do uh, a podcast as we're heading into uh, the Bay Area proper on the way to our game. We'll preview the Rangers A's game for you tomorrow, and hopefully we'll have uh, John's defense of his egregious trade of Brandon Marshall to Frank. Nice to hear it from the other side. Till then, 